uh, because what we're talking about is not what they need <laughs> at this time. They need to be saved first and get milk before they get the word of God. So I'm going to start this morning uh, in John chapter 3. Well, let me do this first to stand up. We're going to uh, make our conversion in Isaiah 50 verse 4. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. You know, I always pray for you every morning that this will be the case for you. I pray that. Um, the Bible tells us in John chapter 3, verse 5 through 8, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So there is born, you are born of the flesh and you can be born of the spirit. If you are born of the flesh and you are not born of the spirit, you're not going to make it to heaven. You have to have two births to be able to enter into heaven. If you're just born of the flesh alone, you can't get to heaven. That's not the place for you. The place for those who are born of the flesh alone is hell, according to Jesus. And the place that's born, that is prepared for those who are born twice is heaven. So get it very clear. If you are not born of the spirit and of water, uh, if you are not born again, so you have your first birth and then a spiritual birth. The first one was the flesh. The second one is of the spirit. So you got to have both of them for you to enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus says you cannot enter. No matter what, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And he tells us that, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Do not marvel, he says, that I said you must be born again. Let it not be strange to you that you have to be born again. When you are born again, you know it. When I was born again, I knew it. You didn't, I didn't need a preacher to tell me. I knew I was born again. My life changed. The things I used to love, I didn't, I didn't care about them anymore. My friends, I let them go. Because they were, not, they were sinners. <laughs> and they, they come to me and they say things that are strange to me. And I didn't want to hear that. Sometimes one of them was trying to persuade me to go back. Uh-uh, I ain't going back. That's, that's the new me. Something changes about your life. Your life is what you live, right? As you live, that's your life. Well, my life changed. The way I live changed. And so if you are, still, you are born again, the way I hear in the church today, two people are living together, having relationships, intimate relationships, and they are Christians going to heaven. Hey, you're deceived. You're deceived. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. 
you are pregnant with somebody who is already married and you are a Christian going to heaven, that's not a new life. That's the old life. That's the life of the flesh. You ain't going to heaven. I can tell you now before you get there. So you are not surprised when you are torn away. So this is very important. People are not living the new life. Then he tells us this. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Then he says, and the wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. Amen? So is everyone. Say with me, everyone. You are like the wind. Amen? You're different from the world. You are like the wind. The wind of God that touches your life. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. You're different. You're not like the world anymore. You're like the wind. They can tell where you're going, where you're coming from. Amen. You notice that? And they can tell where you're going. If they know, they'll follow you. Once their eyes are opened, they come after you. That's what the scripture says. And to be born again, the Bible tells us in Ezekiel 36, 25 to 27, then I will sprinkle clean water on you. God is the one that is going to do it. You can't do it on your own. Living a good life is not good enough for heaven. I have a track that I wrote, good people don't go to heaven. Only born again people go to heaven. Good people don't go. We have some good people that say, I'm okay, yeah. Have you ever told a lie? Yes. You are a liar. (laughs) And liars don't go to heaven. So he said, I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you will be clean. Will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness. Can I hear an amen? All, God said, I will cleanse you from all of it. Not some of it. All of your filthiness. God is the one that's going to do this. And from all your idols, the things that are so important to you that are not godly. They are idols. God says, I will cleanse you from all of those things. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. Just the born again. The fleshly heart is one. The spirit heart is a different heart. You need both of them. Flesh and the spirit to make it into heaven. I'll give you a new heart and a new flesh. I will give you... It says, uh, I, will, I will give you a new heart and, a, and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit. God says he will put his spirit. The Holy Spirit, God is spirit. So when, God, when the spirit comes into your life, guess who came into your life? God, you can't be Carrying God around and be the same person. Hello. You can't do that. Your life is changed. And the way we, it says, I will put my spirit within you and cause you. God is going to make you want to, not force. He will make you want to 
Walk in my statutes, God's statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. Notice the word he uses. Will. No chance. Will. But the way to do it is this. That if you confess with your mouth, Romans 10 verse 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. All you need to do is, I believe Jesus. A lot of people say, do you believe Jesus is the son of God? Yes. But have you ever told somebody else that I believe in Jesus? I am a Christian, even at work. When you begin to do that, I remember when I started doing that when I was newly saved. The more I did it, the more the joy. You know, this, I, I, it's hard to explain. The more the joy came in my heart. And the more I saw, well, I got, every time I divert a little bit, the joy leaves. I wake up myself. Go back to telling people. I didn't care. Told them. My message was very short. Repent or perish. <laughs> You're going to go to hell. That was, I didn't know much. I tell them, repent. I'm, I've received Jesus into my heart. I'm saved. But you got to repent or you perish. You're going to hell. I didn't hold back at all. They were mad at me. You're going to hell, I'm telling you. Amen. That's the message for salvation. Pastor Larry will come in and invite those who want to be saved. All you need to do is confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart. Not confess with the pastor's mouth. You know, pastor, do you think I'm saved? I said, no. If you are saved, you know it. Amen? Amen. Let me go back to, let me go to my message today. Do I have enough time, Theresa? <laughs> my message today is titled, We are different. We are different. Very different. Very different. We are no, 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 not mere humans. We are not mere humans. Listen to what Paul says. For you are still carnal, mean you are still fleshly, thinking like ordinary men. You are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you. So we're talking about the church. That's why unity is so important to the church. We got to be united. It says, uh, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? You are behaving like mere men. What is he actually saying? You are not like them. You are not a mere human. You're different according to the word of God. You are not a mere man. You are extraordinary human. You are not like them. Otherwise, this doesn't make sense. Why would Paul say you are behaving like ordinary people? Well, he's saying... Are you a man? Yes. But God says you're not just a man. You're different. You're different. Christians don't accept this. They believe that, well, I'm a sinner saved by grace. 
I was a sinner saved by grace. It's different. I'm no longer in the camp. I'm now in a new camp. I am in the camp of the saved. We are extraordinary. Otherwise, that scripture doesn't make sense. He says you are behaving like mere men. That says you are not just a mere man. You are different from the rest of the world. And until you embrace it, you'll never find it. You're different. You're different. Listen to what he says in another chapter. In the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. Amen. Let a matter be established. When the word of God has spoken two or three times, you better believe it because it's important. Look at what the Bible says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, Do I say these things as a mere man? Can you get that again? I'm not saying what I'm saying like I'm just another human. I'm extraordinary human. I'm not like they are. Until you see that you are different from the rest of the world, you will not carry yourself high. And demons will not respect you. They know you don't know what you should be. I'm a master over them. They recognize that. They can deal with every human. They can oppress every human. But they cannot oppress the extraordinary human that recognize that. When they see you, they say, here comes trouble. (laughs) Here comes trouble. Because they know you are not just an ordinary human. You carry God inside of you. You, The world cannot see it, but the demons know who is in you. And so you, you can't carry God and still be ordinary human. You can't. You just cannot. You know, the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 16, it says, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they, shall, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. No ordinary human can do those things. That's those who believe in me. Are you a believer? You haven't accepted it. That's the problem. You haven't accepted it that you are not just a human. You are a human carrying God in you. It's different. Until we embrace it and, and we believe it that we are different you can never cast out the devil. They speak with new tongues. A lot of people discount it because they just want to be like the rest of them. I'm not like the rest of them. I'm a child of God. I'm a believer in the name of Jesus. I believe Jesus. He is in my heart. I'm not like the rest of them. I'm different. I'm different. Cast out devils. You know, if you read in Acts chapter chapter 19, I believe verse 14, there were seven sons of Sceva that saw Paul casting out demons. That was the extraordinary person. And they thought his formula was just using the name of Jesus and the demons will leave. And so they went to this 
demon-possessed man, and seven of them, they went to him and said, we cast you out in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. The demon says to him, they said, the demon said to him, uh, we know Paul, and we know Jesus, but who are you? You are not extraordinary. And he said, the demon, the man leaped on them, and one man, <laughs> he's a demon, he cast He beat the the rest of them and really whipped them. And and, and if you read the scripture, he actually took their clothes off. They ran out naked. But if it was you, a believer that walks in there, they know this is extraordinary. Amen. I remember I was in, I've told this story before. I was in um, one place, one hotel close by the I used to call it Astrodome in those days. I don't know what they called the new stadium. Uh, with a woman. And I was just reading scriptures. We were there to cast out demons. I was just reading scripture. And then she, she cocked her head and looked at me and said to me, um, you cannot cast me out. You don't have the power. And I said, these signs shall follow them that believe. I'm a believer. I can cast you out. I said, tell me again that I can. She came back to herself immediately. So I can talk to her before we pray. I had no fear of them. In Nigeria, they teased me a lot. Because they said, I have a deliverance ministry. Oh yes. People used to be very proud. I have a deliverance ministry. Well, we all have what? A deliverance ministry. We can cast out demons. But they used to call me a deliverance minister. I said, please don't say that. Don't say that. And so some people say, you are a healing minister. Don't say that. I can do all of them that the scripture says I can do. Amen. They say, come and say, your brother started again. Come out in the name of Jesus. That's what they told my brother. I remember, he says, he, he says here very clearly, if you drink deadly things, it will not hurt you. There was a man I saw on television, his wife wanted to poison him, kill him with her arsenic. Did I say the word right? <laughs> yes. And, and she kept giving him in his drink. He will fall sick and come back again alive. She will put some more. He will fall sick. Angel and I watched it. If you fall sick, he'll come back alive again. And she said, this time I'm going to kill you. So she added a lot of them. And he felt really sick and had to go to the hospital. And the doctor started looking for what was wrong with him because he was okay. And then they did a blood work and they found out he had enough arsenic in his blood to kill a horse. And he was still alive. And then they found out it was his wife that was trying to kill him. I mean, you can drink deadly things and I'm sure the doctors are saying, how are you alive? You have enough of this stuff in your blood and it's going to kill you. But you are still talking. Hallelujah. He was still alive. Because God has spoken in his word, they shall drink deadly things and it shall by no means hurt them. It can make you sick, but you come back alive. And he came out of the hospital. Alive. With all that stuff in himself. He was extraordinary. Not like ordinary people. 
It's when we don't embrace it, it's we don't see it. Until we embrace the fact that God has made us his children. Can you believe that? You are like God. Uh, your son looks like you. He doesn't look like a dog. Hello. Your son looks like you, right? He doesn't look like an animal. You are these children of God. So you look just like him. And the devil should be afraid of you just like he's afraid of God. Because you are one of his offspring. Amen. You are one of them. You are one of them. The Bible says something. Please, you need to understand me here. This is very important because people say uh, he says something that he shouldn't say. He's a false teacher. <laughs> you can call me a false teacher all you want. I'm going by scriptures and I'm not going to listen to you. I go by scriptures. Listen to what Jesus said. You are God's. Have you read that? Jesus actually said that. And then he added, the scriptures cannot be altered. Listen to this scripture here. He says, Jesus answered them, Is it not written in the law? Amen. This is written by God, spoken by God in the law. I said, you are God's. Can you hear that? I said, God said, you are God's. But you say, well, I'm just human. I mean, not God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But you are God's on the earth. Over Satan and his works and his power. You are like God to them. And God, Jesus himself is saying here, listen to this. Is it not written in your law? That's a law. That's a law written by God about you. No one else but you. Why don't we embrace it? And we say, that's nice. That's nice. But you don't embrace it. To you it's a good word that you are not willing to practice. You are not willing to accept it. All you are saying, God I understand what you are saying, but I'm only human. I just want to be human. Silly. Really silly. Why would you neglect what God has said about you? And not embrace it. No wonder the enemy can oppress. Because we don't embrace. He said, you are gods in the law. If God called them gods. Guess who is calling them gods? That's God himself. If God calls them gods. To whom the word of God came. How many of you are here for the word today? The word of God came to you. And then he added, and the scriptures cannot be broken. The scriptures cannot be altered. It's already been spoken by God. You are not ordinary. Can you hear what I'm saying this morning? You are not ordinary. I need you to embrace it. Because you can cast out demons. Try it. It will work. It will work. My son told you, you've seen me with people at the office many times. With demons. 
in dealing with them. Sometimes you have to persuade the, woman, the person that the demon is, is saying that this is not good for you. And I remember talking to uh, a little a girl that I was trying to persuade because she, she thought her, her boyfriend that died is still alive talking to her. And I was trying to persuade her. And the demon spoke to me. And I said, you be quiet. In Jesus' name, and let her speak to me because I want her information to do. He was quiet. He was quiet. Is it because he's pastor? Good luck. No. You can do exactly the same. Exactly the same and more. That's my desire for the Ark Fellowship. Everyone a demon buster. Amen. Every man, in, every woman, every boy, every girl at the Ark Fellowship, when the devil sees you coming, he says, here comes trouble. What are we going to do with this? What is he after now? They're intelligent beings also. Remember, they were angels, right? They're very intelligent. But not as intelligent as the extraordinary man. Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. They are not as intelligent as you are. Because you have the word of God. And they don't understand the word. They misinterpret the word of God. But not you. Because you understand the word of God. Amen. Listen to what God said to Pharaoh. I mean to Moses. About Pharaoh. Who was the king of the world at that time it seems. He says in Exodus chapter 7 verse 1 and 2. So the Lord said to Moses. See. How many have eyes to see? See. I have made you a God. Notice. This time is not small letter right? I have made you a God to Pharaoh. And Aaron is your brother, shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I've commanded you. And Aaron, your brother, shall speak to Pharaoh. Listen, if you read the scripture, Moses wasn't speaking to Pharaoh. He was much higher than Pharaoh. He says, brother, tell him. Amen. I am a God over this man. Prophesy to him. Tell him what God's going to do. Amen? Why? Because of a word that God spoke over him. He acted on the word. We don't act on the word. We believe that's not true. Pastor Goodluck said that we are gods. <laughs> I didn't say that. Jesus said that. If you want to have a fight, go fight with him. Fight with him. Tell him he shouldn't have said that. And see if he will listen to you. See, I have made you. Who made you? God made you that. You are not ordinary. Things may come into your life, but you can speak to them. Amen? When unusual things that don't look like what God has sent to you, you can disallow them by speaking the word of God and say, no, this is not going to happen. Because God said this. I'm not going to die. As you say, six months, three months later, I'm coming back to shake your hands. Amen. 
So you say, you're still alive. Yes. Because I'm extraordinary. You thought I was just a man. I'm extraordinary. Look at me. Amen. We should be proud of what God has given to us. Instead of hiding it. And pretending we really know the word. I want everyone in the Ark Fellowship to be a giant. Amen. And if you don't feel like a giant, at least you can be David. Amen. To slay the giants in your life. Amen. I have made you a God to Pharaoh. And Aaron, your brother, will be your prophet. You shall speak all all that I commanded you. And Aaron, your brother, shall speak to Pharaoh to send the children of Israel out of the land. If you are in captivity, realize. If you are oppressed, depressed, realize you are a child of God. That's not for you. It's still in your life, but it's not for you. Tell it to lead you along. Because you are God to that stupid spirit or whatever it is that is causing you to be depressed. And if you continue, don't listen. First of all, they may act like they don't hear you. I've seen that. The demon acts like he's not hearing me. He's not going to leave. (laughs) But I insist. And when he realizes I'm not going to quit, he says, bye. And I said, good for you. Go to the hell where you came from. The only thing is not to quit. Amen. Not to quit at God's promises. As he said of Abraham, after he has endured for a time, he obtained the promise. When you start, it seems like you're kidding. But when time comes, all of a sudden, the demon in the person, the sickness in the person, they go away. I remember studying a lot about healing. And I never practiced. I just studied about, about it. And my mom was telling years ago, my mom, you know, she couldn't see at night. It's called night blindness. And she says, good luck. Why don't you, because she saw me casting out devils. That was my ministry. Deliverance minister. But healing, uh-uh. I didn't understand it at all. My mom said, why don't you pray for my eyes? I regret it today. And I said, mama, would you just leave me alone? That's not my ministry. Mine is to help people receive the Holy Spirit and cast out devils. I leave the healing ministries to T.L. Osborne and the rest of us. But that's not my ministry. My mom would press on me and I said, okay, mama, I'll do whatever you say. My heart was not in it. I just laid my hands on her. And she said, son, pray again because I can see a little better. Mama, please leave me alone. I don't do that. I feel bad today about it. Because I knew if I had my mind fixed on it, and I knew enough, she would have been healed. But she never got here. Until I came to the United States and studied a lot about healing. And I wanted to practice. I wanted to experiment. So you get your first experiment. And you pray with all your heart an instant. By the grace of God, I can share with you. I've seen blind people's eyes open. I don't know the number of ears that I've seen open in ministry. I I can't count them. People sick for 25 years, healed in one instant. I saw all of that. They started saying he's a healing minister in Florida. I had a man uh, in Florida 
for. I don't have too much time. <laughs> I had a man who was totally, I mean, he had this thick hearing, hearing uh, aid. And I was, the line, the whole church came up. You know, when you are praying in a church and one person gets healed, guess what everybody does? Everybody come up. It was a long line of people needing prayer. And I got to him, several few of them have been healed. I got to him, and uh, he had this hearing aid. And then he yelled at me, I don't want this anymore. And he took them off. And I started talking to him, and he goes, ah! I said, how long have you been having, ah! He, he wouldn't hear me. So I, I kind of chuckled a little bit, and I put my ear, my fingers in his ears, and then after I prayed and I stepped back and I said, Sir, very gentle voice, how long have you been having that? He replied instantly. Instantly. He could hear me. Is it because I'm a pastor? That was before the Ark Fellowship. Amen. You can do exactly the same, young or old. If you believe the word of God. I heard in Africa, it was this little girl that had heard about raising the dead. And she took it to heart and raised the dead. A radio station started for that. A radio station for this young little girl. She believed it and she acted on it. You can do the same. Can I hear an amen? You guys don't really mean it, right? Can I hear an Amen. Amen. It's really important that you receive this. It's the word of God. It works for everyone. Not just for pastors. The Bible didn't say these signs shall follow pastors or evangelists or apostles or prophets. No. He said these signs follow those who believe. And you are a believer. You are a believer. And God can use you. Even if you're a little girl, a little boy, God can use you if you offer yourself as a living sacrifice to be used of God. God will do it for you. Start someday. Don't wait. Start it. Start. Look for somebody and offer to pray for them. And you will be amazed. They'll think, oh wow, you are extraordinary. Amen. What church do you attend? Can I come with you? I want to have this extraordinary human that I see in you. Then they begin to bring all their prayer requests to you. And everyone can say, ah, she prayed for me the other day and I got well. Oh, really? You mean Cynthia over there? That ordinary woman? Really? Yes. This thing has been bothering me for five years. And she just prayed for me and he left. And I never suffered it again. And they come to you humbly. Hey, Cynthia, can you pray for me? Yes. Because you obey God's word. Not because anything else. You just obeyed. To obey is better than sacrifice. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the good of the land. Amen. Thank you. Second Corinthians 5 verse 17. Maybe I should stop there today. <laughs> Second Corinthians 5 verse 17. 
It says, therefore, it's a scripture we all know, right? But what is he saying? Therefore, if anyone, say with me anyone, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, you are a new creation. You are a new creature. If you are a new creation, then you've got to be a new creature. You're not like where you were before you got born again. Before Jesus came into your life, you are not the same person. You are not the same person. You're different. If anyone is in Christ, he is. God is saying, you are a new person. You are extraordinary. You are not the same. Listen, anyone, anyone, it doesn't matter if you were a devil worshiper like I was. I've told you about worshiping devils as idols. I worshipped, but I wasn't really worshipping because I looked at the idol, the nose was crooked, and I thought to myself, you can't even see. How can this wood deliver me? I have more problem that this wood can do. His nose is crooked. His eyes don't look like normal eyes. What? How is he going to deliver me? But I love the sacrifice because I could eat a lot of meat. And the food was good. But that idol thing, I didn't care for it at all. It didn't look like he can't speak. He's dumb. His hair doesn't look good. His, his nose crooked. I didn't think he was a God at all. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. You are different. Why don't we believe that? You are not the same anymore. You are not the same. When you start believing this, other things begin to open to you. What God can do through you. It's not only the pastor that can heal. Every one of us can. Every one of us can cast out demons. When they resist, don't be afraid because they recognize you are. <laughs> I remember once the first one that I cast out. Man, when, when the demon started manifesting, I was saying, Jesus, God the Father, Holy Spirit, all of you help me. I don't know what to do with you. I need help here. And I started casting out the demon. Get out in Jesus' name. I was in class in Georgia. Come out in Jesus' name. Come out. I was yelling so loud, I couldn't hear the demon speaking to me. Finally, I kept quiet because I saw the lady I was praying for was talking to me. And the demon said to me, Now. And she had a high-pitched voice. But this was like a man's voice. Now that you want me to go. Where do you want me to go? I said, thinking, I'm in class. I don't know this place well. I said, go to the nearest river. That was the only response. And he was looking at me. She was looking at me like, and he wouldn't go. And I said, oh, Lord, help me. I said again, go to the nearest river. And she collapsed and got up and said, what happened? <laughs> you, have a, you have a demon. He's gone now. You're okay. Amen. You can do it. I was a young school, uh, uh, young man in college at that point. 
But I decided I'm going to practice what God says. Amen? Go out and practice. Amen? Try it. It works for every believer. If it works for this guy, it works for you. Believe me, it will work for you. Amen? You are a new creation. Old life is passed, gone away. Listen, all things have become what? New. All things. Not some things in your life, but everything in your life has become new. Who is saying this? God said so. If you disagree with him, that's your business. The word still stands. You are all, all things are gone. Your old life is dead. And now you have a new life in God. And if you believe that, you will carry yourself up. It doesn't matter whether you have, you don't have. You're special. Amen? Don't hang your head down. Look up. Trust him. His word is true. When you stay blessed in that situation, the blessings will find you, according to the scriptures in Deuteronomy 28, and overtake you. Amen? May God's blessings overtake your life. I'm going to complete this message next week. It's very important. I see I have a lot of things to share. But the Ark Fellowship uh, members are going to be different. Amen? Are we going to be different? We're going to be doing things that ordinary church members don't do. You see what I said? Ordinary church members don't do. Because you are not ordinary church members. You are saints of God. Amen? You are no longer sinners, but saints of God. I'm not a sinner. I'm a saint. I don't have to die to be a saint. And I won't pray for you after I die. I'm up there with my Father in heaven. Amen? You don't pray to be saints to pray for you. Amen? Stand up with me this morning. I pray God has blessed you, those watching over uh, the uh, internet and those that are here today. This is the word that God gave me to speak to you. I always prayed for God to help me to get what, what to say. So I'm saying his word and I pray that I prayed for you this morning that God every one of you, that God will give you ears to hear so you believe. When you truly believe you speak it. You keep talking about it and the next thing you know you're acting on it. Because if you speak on it and don't act on it, somebody's going to tell you, you keep saying all this stuff. Have you ever done this? And then you go, um, 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 try it. So you can tell them, yes, you can talk to this person. Every one of you can do what God says in, in uh, Mark chapter 16. Every one of you. Amen? Lift your head up. Lift your head up. Don't ever look down on yourself. Don't ever allow Satan to bring condemnation to you. You are a child of God. You are above that. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are what? In Christ. In Christ. That's not your portion. Amen? Would you lift your hands up with me this morning and say to me, to God, thank you, Lord. I believe in your word. I accept your word. I am a God. I am a God. You see, it's really silent. <laughs> Nobody wants to say I am a God. <laughs> Those are not my words. I am a God over my circumstances. 
You made me God. I didn't make myself that. I'm under you. You live in me. And I thank you for your goodness to me. In Jesus' name, amen. You see how we are hesitant to say that? We are afraid people will criticize us. But until we truly accept it from our heart that Jesus said, the scriptures cannot be altered. Your opinion is not going to alter what he said. God said, I said to them, you are God. That's God saying that. Why would you disagree with him? Why don't you accept it? Don't go tell anybody, I am God. They will say, you are crazy. <laughs> you are crazy. <laughs> but you know what you believe from the scriptures. Amen? That's why the Bible tells us, I believe in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, the natural man does not accept the things of God. I won't tell them that, but I know who I am. Amen? God bless you. Pastor Larry, come up. Praise the Lord. Great message. The thing about it is, is there could be someone here or someone out there that can't take part in what he's talked about today, this being something more than just a mere human, because you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And as I was sitting there today, something inside of me, and I say it to whomever it is, whether it's here or whether it's out there, Satan is telling you that you're not worthy to be saved because what you have done has been so bad that God could never forgive you. Jesus would never forgive me. I'm telling you that there is no sin that you've committed that God is not willing to forgive you for if you're willing to accept Him as the Lord of your life. So if that is you, especially to you, if that is you, Make your decision today to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you accept Jesus Christ out there today, we want to know about it. And so we want to know about that you've accepted the Lord so that we can pray for you. But we also know that there are many needs out there where you need prayer. That people in the church know how to get a hold of everybody here to be able to get into prayer, but you may not know. But if you need prayer in your life, or if you've accepted Jesus Christ, let us know. You can go to prayer at theartfellowship.org, send a message to us. It will get to us. Our prayer teams will be praying for you. We pray 6 o'clock every morning. We pray at 9 for nine o'clock, Tuesdays through Fridays here. And so prayer will go forth with you. But please do that if you've accepted the Lord or you have needs. But if you don't know Jesus, we want to invite you to do that right now. And it says that we must confess our sins to accept Jesus Christ. So would you just repeat after me here and also out there, repeat this. And if you say this from the bottom of your heart with, with true meaning in your life, your life will be different. Jesus, I come to you right now to ask you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, I believe that you died for my sins and that you were raised on the third day. And now that you are in heaven, make an intercession for me. Lord, I thank you because you came to die for me and that I can be saved. I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. In Jesus' name, I claim that as mine in Jesus' name. I am a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. And God, I thank you, Lord, 
that you come into my life and that I am now saved. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and may the Lord be with you.